Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. Where I would normally be rooting for Dirigo to win, but I root against him in the spring because I need Ryan Palmer to do games. We're now joined on the line. That, that just went over to him on the air, by the way. Yeah, it totally did. Uh, we are uh, good. It, it should be. Um, we are uh, talking with Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com. Of course, you can check out NBC Sports, NBC Sports Radio, 24-7 on the NBC Sports Radio app. Does anyone want to win a road game, Kurt Heelan? Does anyone want to, is, does anyone have any interest in possibly winning a road game in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, apparently the Eastern Conference has abandoned this idea of road wins. <laughs> um, I, Boston might be able, I'm curious what... We're going to get out of Cleveland in Game 6. I mean, I know LeBron's going to come out desperate. They're going to play with a level of desperation and energy. But now that we've gone to every other day, they were flat in Boston. And I think part of that is just, look, they looked great when they had three days off and then even the game after that. But now it's, you know, travel in a game and travel in a game. Does that start to catch up with the older legs? Again, I think LeBron will be fine because I'm not even convinced he's human. But... Hmm. The, you know, the, Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith, is, who's been awful this series, and some of their older players, they just didn't have much energy last night. And I think that's something that can carry over, although we'll see. Maybe they get energized by their home crowd and have another good game. You know, that's a, that's a really good point. I, it, I started to think, and I talked about this yesterday on the show, but I, I started to think in Game 4, that's when LeBron started to look really tired to me. It was about, it was about quarter number 3 of Game 4. And they, they go to a shot of him on the court, and he's just, he's got his hands above his head. He's not concerned or frustrated. You can just tell he's searching for it. And they talked about it a lot in the broadcast last night. Of course, they talked about it a lot because they were losing, I feel. I, I feel like that's pretty much, you know, well, you know, it looks like LeBron's tired. And I wonder if, you know, they go into Cleveland. This, there's, there's, I've, I've been reminded of two series uh, with, with this series. I've been reminded of the um, Pacers Magic. In, in 1995, and the, that Eastern Con- that, that that series where each team, each home team, was the one that was winning, and I'm also reminded of 2008 when the Celtics won the Eastern Conference Finals and they won Game Six on the road against Detroit. Everybody basically said it was a foregone conclusion that Detroit would would come in and play a Game Seven, and, and and then they ended up losing in Game Six. I remember. Pierce got fouled on a three-point attempt, hit the three-point attempt, and hit the foul shot, and that was basically it. Like the Pistons were done after that. Like I could really see something similar happening here because I, I think LeBron is is finally discovering that even at his age, no matter what he does, okay, no matter how much he tries to rest himself, at, at the end of the year that level goes up and it goes up to such a high level that you're ex- exerting and expending a lot more energy. I, I venture to say that they might not have gone this far if Toronto had put up any sort of fight and had them play five or six or seven games and, and taken anything out of them. I mean, he had quite a break, and then he looked totally refreshed after the three-game break from game two to game three. Plus, with the home crowd, that's when things happen. But then, you know, much like when you pull an all-nighter at two o'clock when you're sitting in, sitting in class looking around, all of a sudden you're a little tired at that, or at, at that class or that, that lecture. You know what I mean? You're like, man, now all of a sudden I'm really tired. So I think he's starting to... I think you're starting to finally see he's he is human a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not much, but a little bit. A little bit, and I think that you see it also just more with, I mean, well, J.R. Smith's frankly been bad pretty much everywhere in this series. Terrible. Um, which is 
which is odd. Like then you sit Corver for the entire first half. Tyron Lue made some odd choices. Well, I mean, Semi Ojale wasn't playing, Kurt. What do you want from him? You know? Yes, exactly. Did you hear that excuse? Um, yes, I, no, I unbelievable. That. We actually we had that up on the site. We, we we did like at NBC. We were like, that was your. Look, you have your rotations. If they, you know, they're going to change theirs. They changed theirs from the start. You know, obviously. Uh, Boston started Aaron Baines, which ended up being a really smart move um, just because it changed the matchups. Now you've got to put Tristan over there. You're going to get more Horford on Love, which is a good offensive matchup for, for uh, actually good matchup on both ends for the Celtics. Um, but you also, you know, it took away the offensive rebounding. They, they, I, think, I think Cleveland had three or four offensive rebounds. They weren't a force on the glass like they've been in the previous games. And, you know, I don't know if Baines is going to be that good consistently, but it changed the matchups in a positive way, and Tyron Lue sat there for a while and just seemed... He just doesn't make fast game, in-game adjustments. His team are... I think he's a better coach than some people want him to think he is, but he doesn't... He's not fast in-game with those kind of catch-ups, catching, you know, catching up on those kind of things. And, and to me, like, if I'm, if I'm in those shoes, like, I'm starting Corver now and sitting Smith. I'm going to bring JR off the bench. He, he's killing me this series. Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can totally agree with that, too. Talk with uh, Kurt Heelan for Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com. Um, Celtics-wise, Cavs-wise, I think we've, we've talked about that about as much as we can at this point. Houston, Golden State. Golden State banged up tonight. And Houston, you know, has has come uh, has done this before where they're coming off of a big win and they really laid an egg in, in Game 3. Um, how do you think they respond tonight in Game, in game 5? Or Game 6, excuse me. No, I... Um well, it's game five. I think it's 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 blood in the water. It should. I, I'm curious how they respond in the same way. They look. That was a a franchise. Like if you're on a franchise that runs makes a run to the championship, that game four is the, one of those games you look back during the highlight reel at the end of the year. Like that was a game, man. That was where we went into their building, took their 12-0 shot to start the game, took the Steph Curry in the third quarter blizzard of, of threes. And still won. We did, you know, they didn't relent. They played good defense uh, in the fourth. They got, they wore, they wore Golden State down. And, you know, we've been talking about fatigue um, without Andre Iguodala out there with some of the starters playing heavier minutes because, you know, well, if Nick Young's out there, it's not good. Um, if they, they, they just wore them down and then played really good defense and really energetic on ball, you know, really pressuring the ball in the fourth quarter, and it looked like the. That looked like the, the uh, Warriors from the 2016 finals, where they just didn't, like, oh, my gosh, we don't know quite what to do here. We're in, we're in trouble. They didn't make good decisions. I think they, like, do they smell blood in the water? Do they really go for this at home and try to close it out? Do they, do they win handily? On the flip side of that, and, and this is why I just I don't know what's going to happen tonight in a lot of ways, Golden State has another gear. There, there is a gear there. I just don't know if, they're gonna, if this team's going to reach it now. We'll, we'll see. This is, if they're going to reach it, it's got to be now. They have those nights where they're just absolutely unstoppable, and we'll see if, if they can put that together in the face of, of them, the best defense they've played in these playoffs. This is the biggest test they've had in the Kevin Durant era, and to me, this is, this is the real test. This is, this is where we're going to see how good these teams genuinely are. Like, I don't want to say how good they genu- genuinely are. I mean, they're the two best teams in the league, but, but which one has the ability to rise up and win? Yeah, you know, and that's that's typically what happens. It's uh, yeah. you know, this this is this is going to be a heck of a this is going to be a heck of a game tonight. This is, 
I, I just want to see a close one for some reason. None of these games have been close, yeah. you know, either, on either side, really. I mean, you know, the, 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 even the 95, even those games weren't things of aesthetic beauty, even though they were close. You know what I mean? I, I just want, I need a classic. I'd like to see a nice 110, 111 game, you know. I, yeah. I, I could do without 95, 92. It seems, seems weird to me that Houston's winning the low-scoring playoff games against, uh, against Golden State, you know. I find that odd, but, you know, it's weird to see a Mike D'Antoni team winning and only scoring 95 points. Houston's done a really good job, especially the last game or so, uh, the last two games now. Uh, you know, uh, game not a game three, but in game four, and then, and then the other one they won in game two of really just doing such a good job of of being smart on their switches and pressuring the ball and just really taking Kevin Durant out of what he wants to do and not getting you know and then not getting phased when the inevitable run comes anyway. The Golden State's still going to make plays, but they don't lose their focus. They stay with it. Uh, P.J. Tucker was phenomenal in Game 4. He's got to be, yeah, I mean, they need a lot out of P.J. Tucker in this one. He is Kurt Heelan for Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com. He joins us on Thursdays to talk about the NBA. Of course, you can download the NBC Sports Radio app. You can read everything going on at probasketballtalk.com, watch some of the videos and audio posted over there as well. Kurt, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take, Take care. care. Thank you. That's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk and ProBasketballTalk.com here on the Beals Daily from the Spectrum Health Care Partners across the NBR Radio Network.